What is up, good fighters? Guess what time it is? What we're bringing it is the Good Fighter Podcast time with some connection, intention, and purpose all day long, every day, all time today. You know what we love most, Dr. Nash? Oh, we love a lot of things. Chiropractic! Chiropractic's <laughs> top of the list. All right, I guess that was maybe a trick question. You were like, I don't know, I love a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was really thinking more on like Anchorman. Just watched that the other day. So uh, Brick Brick Campbell, oh, yeah. like, uh, classic line, uh, classic character. But dude, I love chiropractic. Hundred percent. Favorite. Hundred percent. Love to do it. Uh, love to love to embody it. And it's part of my being. It's part of uh, my mission, bro. And I know it's part of yours too. Yeah. Yes. As an art dealer, you have to. And as an art thief, I have to as well. Part of a job description, right? Yeah, pretty much. I should put that on my business cards. Instead of saying chiropractor, just have to say a Oh. <laughs> Make it happen. For better or for worse. Yeah, special one today. Huh? I would say for better or for worse, you're going to bring in uh, people who value art. Yeah, exactly. And maybe who knows? We'll be like, yeah, the x ray is a critical portion of my art thievery. So just a heads up. Um, we got a special one today, man. We're talking about masculinity mm. yes what's what's the broad topic that you would say i guess not even masculinity but um what uh, would you say you know the way we got even on the topic of masculinity was just through books obviously we, we both read a lot so um in our culture and just uh just in general recently masculinity is always almost associated with toxic masculinity right yeah. i feel like the term a lot of people hear almost just as often just as often as they hear just like straight up masculinity and we were talking and i mean it is so true that to view just masculinity as toxic every single time in every situation it's it's really quite damaging to um, our culture and just to us uh, socially in society but there's yeah. Definite benefits to masculinity and it's flip side of femininity, right? So you need a balance. Yeah. And whenever we fall out of balance, whether it be too much femininity or too much masculinity, oh, it, it, you know, everybody's going to suffer from it. So toxic masculinity, yes, of course. Uh, those are not those are not good qualities, and those are not things that are going to you know move us forward as a society. But you know, you don't. Same thing could be said for toxic femininity. Um, so that was kind of what we were. Uh, going through earlier today so i apologize if i'm cutting in and out my internet connection is not not super great right now but that's kind of how we got on the top of right. we'll make it through <laughs> just keep pushing keep grinding keep pushing yes sir well let's re what's the uh main uh context that we got today as far as i mean good fighters y'all know uh we love 12 rules of life is this 12 more rules? Oh, no. I haven't got into that yet. So I'm still in the... In oh, you haven't gotten into 12 more rules, dude? I thought oh, no, that was no. it. I, I'm oh, less But I did finish the, the 12 rules, so... Right, right. Um, 12 rules coming at you. Ah. Yeah. So Jordan Peterson, he's a psychologist, uh, really quite inquisitive and by nature, which most psychologists are. Uh, and at the end of the book, it's this chapter called CODA. So... In it, he kind of goes a little bit deeper into kind of more about his why and why he even really wrote the book, why he writes in general. Yeah. And 
in it, he talks about getting this, uh, this gift from a friend, and it was a pen with a light on it. But he refers to it as his pen of light. And it's almost like the perfect analogy for what he feels like he's providing. Yeah. Light for people and insight into not just the world, but themselves. But to do that, where you can really share with others, you have to look within and share with yourself and open up within yourself. Right. In the coda, he asks himself a set of questions. And what I kind of wanted to do was, uh, I hate to put you on, uh, on. Oh, this is the, all right, yeah. I just want to hear uh, what you got. Honestly, a lot of his answers are quite short, but they're, um, they're good. So I just kind of curious. Okay. More so, like kind of what comes to your head, bro. Okay. This is my coda. Do I have to give my first thought, or can I like? Do I think through it? You can think through it, bro. Um, Okay. Cool. If you need need time and you need like kind of like a frame of reference, I'll kind of give you what what he has. That's cool. Right on. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. You keep smiling, man. I think. I don't know what's about to come, man. You were. You were cheesing before this, too. I wasn't sure. <laughs> Diabolical, man. Yeah. I don't know if I'm about to be, like, thrown on a bus. I think you're about to drop some gems, man. I'm excited for everybody. <laughs> you have to lay it down. So, all right. So, well, the first thing he starts with is write down the words you want inscribed on your soul. What would you write down? I mean, how how many words does it have to be? So, really, to be quite honest, um, probably like just a set of like maybe like six six words. Okay. Um, I'm trying to not make it like sound super profound or anything. Okay. Um, something to the tune of like, um. One one who sought to help everyone live life their life to the full. Dang, I like it. That would that, that would be my my soul soul written words. Perfect. I seek to do that all the time. So what what I was thinking was uh, for me was better in the present than he was in the past, and always aiming to be better in the future. Oh shoot! But, I feel like that there should be a, a movie made on that. No, I, I felt that in my my like emotional like I felt twinges in there from that man. I don't know. <laughs> oh come on, that was bro. awesome. We're we're just getting rolling. We're just getting started. Bro. Yeah, so, yeah, I love it. Um, so some of these questions that he's posing are kind of more like um, so he really is like about living in the moment. And honestly, yeah, that's all we have, right? Uh, right. That's like just like a fundamental principle that's important with feeling fulfillment and feeling like you're you're in the right place and that you're doing something worthwhile and even if that's like washing the dishes like there is joy to be had in washing the dishes i you know a fun fact man i, I was a dishwasher in a restaurant in my first job for for two and a half years um, two and a half years you dishwash oh, yeah. oh bro holy cow bro i maybe wash dishes at, i'm washed dishes at one restaurant it's called the trojan horse in bloomington indiana and I also made the salads and stuff there too, but so I had to like I was a meal prepper. Okay. And then I had to wash this dishes, and I think I lasted two months. <laughs> not for the faint of heart, bro. Uh, no, it is not. And you it's just get wet. 
Yeah, uncomfortable. It's just not even fun. Like your clothes no, grow. I, like I need a wetsuit going in there, man. Yeah, you're you're wet. It's hot and humid. Um, it's kind of like just like the stink is stinky because like your heart, everything is like leftover food. People's mouths have been on all that. Dude, so, sometimes I'd come in and be dishes from. It'd be like Saturday. I'd come in dishes from Friday before. So like, it was an Italian restaurant. So it'd be like old ranch. Not fun. Were you the only dishwasher? For sometimes. And sometimes Holy. it was awful. Um, oh my gosh. Dude. There was one instance I, I literally had my one of my best friends since I was literally probably months old. Um, I was like, hey bro, will you please come in and just wash dishes with me? <laughs> the only one in there and it's I'd be there um literally just like trying to get through the, the prep work. And then the the dinner rush would hit, and I'd be slammed. I'd get out yeah. of everybody, just making oh me. Like, it was horrible. But dude, that is a that is a uh, a character refiner, though, right there. Totally. I mean, don't get me wrong. I had my days where I'd be driving to work in the wintertime, and uh, I'd be taking corners out because I'm like, hey, you know, if I crash, I can't make it into work. You know, it's a win win. So. I can't believe you stuck it out for two and a half years. That's incredible, man. Honestly, though, what really got me through it is just the people I worked around. They were all stupid. Right. Like, I just really like have good friends that work there that I made. Right. Um, yeah, that's true. And ended up working on it to be like a, a saute chef. So I worked on like the saute line. I cook some pasta with that. So. Nice, bro. But yeah, living in the present, man. Uh, there's always some joy to be had. The silver lining that you can have. Find 100%. Fulfillment from living in the present, right? So, right. I always tell, um, I told Chantel this a lot. She, uh, we have different, um, maybe viewpoints on life sometimes. And I was always like, they, even in the most like negative or monotonous stuff, there's still something to be learned or like, you know, there's always something to be learned in everything. Yeah. Um, in that present moment, especially. For sure. But like we were literally just talking about before this time's like the, it's the most important commodity. So. Yep. Yep. Time. So. Stay in it. Don't don't waste the present moments. Because that's all you got. There's no guarantee that that future moment. You could have a brain aneurysm, drop dead like that. You wouldn't even know it. You know. Yeah. How do you want to spend your last moments alive? You want to at least spend them in fulfillment. Certainly not scrolling through Instagram. Right. Not not uh, (laughs) thinking about things that you know you can't change in the past. You can learn right. those are lessons, but uh, don't dwell on them, right? And um, at least that's just like my my two cents on it. So, if I was having a brain aneurysm, I, I hope to God I'd be doing probably one of three 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 things: exercising, reading, or what would be the third thing? Maybe just in my sleep. I don't know. I, know. I feel like it's got to be something cool though, decent. Like, yeah, he was reading a green book. I know. <laughs> Procreation, bro. That'd be a good way to go out. Well, that's always a good way to go out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to. Third leg! I'm not even going to bullshit it, man. That'd be. Uh, you ever. Do you watch. You probably haven't. Have you seen Futurama? Uh huh. Okay. Some, some parts, some parts. Regardless. Uh, so, the, the following question. So. Just like in general, bro. Um, if you had to answer it, so here's here's the question. So, what shall I do tomorrow? 
Oh, okay. I thought there was more to that. Nope. What shall I do tomorrow? I shall do whatever is asked of me to fulfill my unshakable purpose. Dang. Honestly, pretty on point for what he said. So his answer was the most good possible in the shortest period of time. Sure. Yeah. For what we do as chiropractors, as what some people, some listeners are doing, that adjustment for somebody. That's literally the exact Talk about all the time. That's what it's about. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying you can't get some some good healing and some good results from stretching and doing therapy, but I want to do the greatest possible thing in the shortest amount of time with that person, mm. and the most you know the most profound thing with that person, mm. and that's, that's releasing the human potential dormant in all life. Heck yeah! That that innate intelligence and removing vertebral subluxations. Ooh. Hey, we're gonna have to get some logs on this fire that you're building right here, my man. Stokes, bro. This is just a <laughs> three season two listeners, man. Yes, sir. For these images, because uh, we're, we're shipping from DD to Harvey. So, good fighters. Good fighters. Podcast is awesome. Man. I'm just gonna say it, dude. So, all right. Um, this so this is the I'm just gonna keep going with some questions, bro. Yeah, let's do it. I love it. These are good. He goes the the next question ends and it goes like this. What shall I do with my height? What shall I do with my life? It's hard because they like kind of intertwine, but you still but they're different at the same time, right? Um, what shall I do with my life? I mean, it's closer to my, my, to my unshakable purpose, I guess, is to be able to essentially whatever I do, point people in the direction that um, there's an amazing God who loves us all. And he made us, our bodies extremely powerful. And if I can do anything with my life to, Show that and show how amazing the body is and point direction to him. And I did my job. Nice. Did your job, bro. And he goes, so aim for paradise and concentrate on today. So kind of two things that was pretty hit on, dude, especially with, uh, you know, that our, that ultimate creator, right? Right. I like how he, he, he kept it still in the present, though. Yep. Aim for paradise, but focus on the day. Yes, sir. Um, for sake of time, I'm going to hit on some ones that I think are a little bit going to kind of uh, stir up a little bit different, uh, you know, things that I think are kind of cool to talk about. Mighty senses. Yep. You need to come up with a catchphrase that's chiropractic based with that. I should. Um. Okay, what about, uh, so this one, what shall I do when my enemy succeeds? Is it over me? Yeah, I mean, just in general. I mean, just like if you, if the enemy succeeds, what are you going to do? 
if my MMA succeeds, I'm always going to learn from it and prepare to not allow that to happen again. Hell yeah, dude. Perfect. <laughs> Aim a little higher and be grateful for the lesson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's as simple as it gets. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, dude. You guys hey, are on hey, point, man. Hey, you're hey, not. I'm yeah, right. When you when you get this book, man, you're gonna love it. So <laughs> let's see. So, what shall I do to strengthen my spirit? What shall I do to strengthen my spirit? Mm-hmm. Anything and everything that reinforces my purpose. Anything and everything that reinforces my purpose to be it and allows me to not be hindered or interfered with my own, with, I would say with, with negative spirits, I guess. For sure. And, and you know what? What, what, what kind of goes hand in hand with that is just like a, not just a chiropractor, but as like somebody who's got the archetype of really just like a, somebody who wants to help and just be upset. Yeah. You just got to be able to tell the truth, right? Uh, uh, the truth. Yeah. And that's a, that's a big, that's a big barrier. I feel like that a lot of people have trouble with is they feel like they need a, to filter their truth. So it's more like mm. digestible. So digestible. So um, tell your truth. And like, um, so he, he says, uh, don't, or he said, don't tell lies or do what you despise. So those things that we despise, doing those things where we're just like, it's not in line with our core values or our belief systems. It just creates a rift. Yep. That you, you can't account for it. You instantly take yourself away from, if you're doing that and it's against your authenticity, then, um, did we lose the recording there for a second? I paused it. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Man, I was going I, on. I, I was not going though, bro, for sure. Um, you know, we're all, we're all part of the same house, man. You know? And, I, you know, the the saying of divide and conquer has never rung more true than it does recently. And that's been just like a time old timeless tale of like how we as a, we as a people have been put against each other. And we really all, um, talk about a lot, bro, but we really all, all are on the same team and that's team earth team, human being, you know, team human baby, not a biohazard. No, not a biohazard. biohazard. Germs don't make you sick. Hashtag that. Right? I mean, yes, sir. masks don't make you healthy. Right? Shoot. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry to tell our truth. Yeah. Not sorry. Living in the present. Well, you, I'm not saying you got to accept it. That's okay. I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I don't want to be. So, um, but back to like what we talked about. Um, don't tell lies. Do don't do what you lies. So, failure to reveal yourself and failure to live and tell the truth. All those things weaken you and corrupt your soul. Mm. 
without your soul. Dude. That's your purpose. Yeah. I was talking about that with Sean the other day. I was like, you know what? Um, you know what would be really hard is because we have our priorities and we have our goals and we have our purpose, right? And I was like, I feel like it would just be so hard if I'm ever, never able to fully go after it. If I'm never able to fully do what it is that I need to do and to accomplish in this life. And, and like, that would just be like the most like heart wrenching thing. If I knew at the end of my life that I didn't do what I could have done, spoke my truth and done what I was supposed to do while I was here. Like kills me to think about. Why, why water yourself? It literally aching in my soul to not be able to do that. You know? Totally. I mean, even just being alive is a, a gift in itself, right? There's a lot of people that don't yeah. even have that opportunity. They don't even get to make it past the, the birthing process, unfortunately. And that's, um, that's, that's, that's the facts. That's reality. But in that same vein, what you got, where you are, dude, you got it so much better than so many other people. And um, to not go for it all, like not to not risk it all. I'm trying to remember what the, what the, what he said. To not risk it all. From Rick and Morty, bro. It's really good, though. It's Rick Sanchez. I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember it. Oh. But yeah, bro. I mean, what else? What are you saving it for? What are you, are you saving it in the tank for? For what? You know what I mean? Um, we don't have. We don't get do yeah. You know, we don't get a, a second time to come through it again. And yeah, you're gonna make a mistake. Yeah, you're putting yourself out there, making yourself vulnerable. But like, when you're not doing that, then. You know, it's it's just like, I don't know, it, it, it does hurt your soul. Yeah. And there's that, that um, you know, when you, when you come into contact with somebody like that, that you know that they're not uh, maybe achieving their purpose and stuff, you really, and we see this all the time with people that come into our office, like it, it hurts, you know, and we want to help somebody so bad. Um, which is why I talk about that helping people to live their life, their life to the fullest. Because I know, have you seen Soul yet? I have, and I thought of the quote: "To live is to risk it all." So if you're not risking it all, you're not living. So that is like the ultimate thing that, like, watching Rick and Morty, dude. There's, I mean, it's a hilarious show, but stuff like that, it's like, dang, um, it's inspiring. Uh, it really more profound than it should be. It, I mean, in a way. <laughs> People, uh, I mean, just in general, I really just enjoy and I get a lot out of things that are perspectively based. Mm, yeah. Perspective, it, you know, if you're not risking it all for, for this, this gift that you got, that is life, and these opportunities that you've living here in America, if you're living here in America listening to this, or anywhere else around the world, you have certain privileges that a lot of people don't. Um, right. Six and have billion people on this planet and 90% of them are going to be in a situation where they're not going to even have the opportunity to do what we do, bro. And right. it's just uh, very profound. So if you're not so, try to push yourself and bring yourself out, you know, push yourself out of your comfort zone to reach higher. Um, I'm not saying everybody needs to open up a chiropractic office. No, that's not what I'm saying. But to really push yourself outside your your boundaries of what you think's possible for yourself and those around you, um, you're 
you're doing yourself and people around you to service you. Mm. Right. Yeah, dude. That's true. Wow. Rick and Morty, dude. Eye <laughs> <laughs> openers. Um, one, one more that I at least want to run by you, and then uh, we can just kind of go from there. I know it's kind of a shorter episode today, so I just kind of want to keep it nice and tight. Weird. So, pause. Um, so, I'm gonna go with this one. So, what shall I do when the great crowd beckons? This is another question. Yep. Is the great crowd, um, like, I'm assuming they're not my cheerleaders? Yes, correct. Okay. Um, so, one of my favorite quotes of all time that I'll dive into here is talking about the man in the arena. Um, have you heard that quote before? Uh, maybe. I'm sure you. I'm sure you have. But um, it's kind of on par with what we've been talking about so far. And I think it's you know, I know it's maybe not my most original phrase for this question, but at the same time, it's what I think of every time when I'm presented in a predicament where I need to choose. Um, and it says this. It's kind of long, but it's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who's actually in the arena, whose face is barred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, but there's no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasm the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. So when the crowd beckons me, I'm going to say, screw it. I'm going after it because y'all cold and timid souls know victory nor defeat. Dang, man. Woo! That's, that's, you got me goosebumps, bro. I'm ready to go run through a brick wall. That's my favorite quote of all time, baby. That's a great one. Dude, what's that from? Theodore Roosevelt. Damn. Teddy. Teddy. Teddy's a beast. Yeah, talk softly, carry he, big stick. Huh? It said talk softly, carry big stick. <laughs> yep, exactly, man. His story is so cool. He was like a sickly child. And he was basically like, you know what? Screw it. And he did all this stuff, man. He was like, I'm tired of being sickly, and I'm going to go after it. Change that mindset. That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, going off that quote, dude. Uh, life's too short to be afraid. Mm, yeah, 100%. And, and not that fear is not a a useful emotion and like it's a natural emotion but to be afraid at all all the time and make all your life decisions based on, on a state of fear uh it's too short for that yeah there's there yeah. things that make life intolerable or sufferable that to make life decisions out of fear 
in America, man, it's a wasted opportunity. A lot of people died for that, that for that opportunity to, that you're wasting. Mm. Dude, if we made every decision out of fear, I mean, shoot, we'd still be crawling on the ground. <laughs> Why go outside? You know? Yeah. Stuff I would have never, we'd have never done 99.99% of stuff we've done. Um, and with that, you know, there's a there's a certain independence in, in God fearing people and people who understand that there's a there's more to life than just the government or more to life than just uh, what the news is telling. Us. And yeah. that, like that's that is a resource for people that helps kind of mitigate that fear. Right. Yeah. It helps put it in order and gives it a place that you can uh, you can categorize it. You don't have to live in. You know what you're getting. Well, and you know, in that same vein too, there's a there's more to to live for than just like the physical, too. Or yeah, really try to get pigeonholed into that. More recently. Well, well, and with that too, like I think. Like you said, they like to categorize it in that area because in their own fears, if they see other people are feared, then they're less, or they see other people that are afraid, then they're less likely to feel like an outcast. For sure. You know what I mean? Whereas if you're, you and I talk about this all the time, feeling like we're kind of like, maybe we're the crazy ones like talking about all this stuff. It's like, it would be so much easier to just go outside and wear a mask at the grocery store or to you know, just just go about our daily lives never in fear or go out and get a corporate job, not become business owners or go out and do, not that corporate jobs are bad or anything like that, but there's an element of fear that comes with being an entrepreneur. Um, and I think people that a lot of times they spend their time on the news, when they see that other people are afraid, then they feel less alone and in a bubble. and. Well, that camaraderie can be nice. Camaraderie to also defeat that fear is way more powerful than being afraid in a tunnel of your own entire life. For sure. And even just with being like, uh, not even just an entrepreneur, which it is, and you're 100% right, also with being just a chiropractor, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're going against the grain. Well, a lot of people are. Yeah. But it is premise and practice. Because a lot of people even even get uh, steered towards chiropractic, they were looking at other health professions, health yeah. that like yeah. do that uh, that those losses or those lessons they were deemed uh, either not worthy enough, they didn't have X criteria to meet the standards to to fall mm-hmm. in that uh, that fraternal order of some other field, and and with that. Um, I just think that it kind of aligns with, uh, you know, not not living out of fear, kind of like what you're saying. Um, right. I just think. I think that, there's that awakening that comes with along with that too. Yeah, and uh, the opportunities there, and yeah, that that awakening process where you really step in through that door and mm. make the most out of the opportunity and. It's it's okay to stand tall, right? Be proud of who you are and, and where you come from. 
Right. So. Even if it's a freaking, I don't even know, hut in wherever, the middle of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's even more inspiring than like, than my story, like middle class Midwest family. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But I, I mean, if you you see people coming up from places like that. You're like, dang, like, you really did it. Like, wow. You know, no other option than to succeed. Yeah. Um, yep. But in, in a way, man, everybody that has been successful has almost to that point where there's no, there's no second direction. No. Nope. Either forward or no. Forward hmm. or no more. Do you listen to NF at all? Uh, I've heard some songs with him, yeah. There's a Lana, there's a song that he sings that he has. It's called, um, I don't know if it's Options or I think it's called Options. But he basically is like, one of the lines that he says is, he's like, I got to make it or make it. Like, there's no... There's no make it or not make it. It's like, I got to make it or I just got to make it. Like, you got to make it happen either way, right? Yeah. Um, and the sooner that you, I don't know, we talk about a lot of that evolution process that we've gone through school, but in many ways, that process started beforehand um, as terms of going after it and just making that decision to be like, you know what, I'm tired of being that old self. Now we got to be who I need to be, you know? Yeah. and who you need to be for those people that you can help on that table every time. That's literally what we're here to do to serve and help and guide. I mean, we're both reading that same book. Brad Jones know who the fuck you are and Mm -hmm. being a shaman to some extent for people to take that journey. Yeah. Yeah. And that visual, even more than visual, um, that thought process for me is uh, that really resonates. So, right. Um, well, as we were talking too, we talked a little bit about you know masculinity being viewed as toxic or the lack of masculinity in today's realm, in today's environment. Um, and I think that can apply to chiropractic as well, especially because. I don't know about you, but we've seen that lack of standing up for, especially now. Like, how many chiropractors do you know that just go about the day? Yeah. Or, you know, instead of standing up, be like, no. Like, we know where health comes from, and it's not in your mask. <laughs> yep. You know, like, standing up for that, you know, and, and that masculinity process, not to say that females can't do it too, but it's a masculine energy to confront, I think, more than anything. Um, Maybe I'm wrong on that, but in my mind, that, that that that's just a two sides of the same coin, right? Right, right, yeah. It, it's an assertive thing that, like, you need to be assertive because you are you are that leader. You're that, you're that mm. person that's in the front of the wolf pack and the back, bringing the people in the back up along with you, leading from the front at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially when it comes to to health, and especially health of not just them but their their future selves and their future family i think that's a big process that uh getting over that and getting out of your own headspace it's like ooh, i don't know if this person's gonna like what i say not your job bro or girl your job is to tell them the truth yes and uh what they do with is their responsibility right and you need to you need to be like that 
that Wolfpack leader or that coach, whatever visual element that sounds better and like visual, you can visualize in your head, be that person. Um, yeah. Because they're not getting it from anybody else. They're getting health advice from commercials that are showing them some, you know, guy running through the field, smelling dandelions and telling them about side effects they're going to have his heart fall out of the ass, whatever. So, I mean, I don't know. Bro. Yeah. They're getting it from that. They're getting it from the news. They're getting it from people who aren't actually invested in their health. Yeah. People are going to take advantage I mean, of it. Yeah. It's frustrating, man. It is, but uh, it's just uh, we play an important role. And like I said, and like I, I tell a lot of people this, but I'm not everybody's cup of tea, man. I'm not. I'm just. I'm not your guy. That's okay. Like, but for the people right. that I am, uh, that's because I'm myself. And, and in a way, that's my that's my secret power is being me. So, right. If you're looking for a superhero that you know um, that I fit the bill for, then that's perfect. And, yeah. Uh, I have a I have a nice environment where I have a uh, second superhero here. So. Um, for us, that's a nice little uh, power structure that we that we were able to lean into. Because, like I said, right. I can always have somebody else that like maybe I don't resonate with them in the way that they're looking for. So you got that awesome dynamic from that question that the questions that you asked earlier, though. Too, I think it's one thing to really dive deep into, think about for those listening, or just even myself that I was just thinking about this is. Maybe they're not your cup of tea, right? But let it never be said of you that they don't choose you or that they, that they didn't choose you because – or I totally just lost my train of thought. <laughs> well, I think I kind of know where you're going because they, they chose you and they got what they, what they uh, weren't ex- – or they got something they weren't expecting. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like that. Not, let let it never be said that you are mediocre, and that's why they chose you. Basically. Right. Yeah. Or that, like, I'm like, uh, wearing mask. Yeah. And, uh, not me. So. <laughs> right. I think that's a good place to end for uh, this episode, bro. We have a really spicy one coming up next with uh, Doctor Chase yes. Vasquez coming through. Yes. Uh, gonna have yes, guys, really you guys are. You, this is this dude coming up brilliant, bro. Brilliant. This guy's like inspired me more than just about anybody. Not to just push myself, but to really, uh, to really live and risk it all because mm-hmm. that's what everybody deserves for me is the best version of myself trying to be better and doing it not out of uh, the accolades because. For all I know, I'm not, I'm never gonna get them. That's fine. I'm not doing it for that. Right. Yeah. I probably won't. But I'm doing it for uh, for the for, you know my family, your family, people around us, and just us as a society. You guys. Right. Are, that's just coming up. That, that, that's a great fighter right there. So. Yes, sir. I'm excited to have him on, man. Me too. So, uh, anybody who's got some good fights, man, drop them, in, drop them in. Uh, let, let us hear about them. Let's hear about your rounds you're putting in. You can always find us on our Instagram. Um, talked about it last time. So at, at 
Uh, I'm going to botch it. But, uh, the underscore good underscore fight underscore Ers. Yes. Yes, sir. And then, um, yeah, just DM us. Love to hear about DM it. us. All right, Gates. Until next time. All right, buddy. Yep. It was awesome, man.